the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. We are live, baby. <laughs> I'm laughing because I think somebody might, might be ready to join us here pretty soon. But, Debbie, how are we doing? Episode 30, by the way. 30, nice. Yeah. Flying by. I can't believe it. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking top boxers of the 80s today. And me and you also realize there's a UFC card this weekend. So we're just going to talk about the main event. But why don't you tell the good people what we got in the next few weeks? All right. So coming up on the 22nd, we're going to be previewing UFC 270. That's Nganu versus Gan. Maybe Nganu's last UFC fight. We'll see. And then on the 29th, we're going to go back to our boxing with the best boxers of the 90s. So start thinking about those lists. And then February 5th, we're going to be previewing UFC Fight Night, Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. So that, that should, should also one. be a good fight. All right, man. We got a lot of lists. So let's just get right to let's this. Get into I'm going to start off with my man, Randy Osga. By the way, people, I'm sick. I'm a little raspberry. <laughs> Macho man, Randy Savage style here today. So if my voice gives out on me, I tried my best. But I will make sure to get... Two of our uh, favorite people that like to send this list all the times. First, Randy Osga. He's got Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagra, Larry Holmes, Aaron Pryor. Chevy, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see, as we call them, the four kings, Leonard, Hagra, Burns, Duran on a lot of these lists, plus Mike Tyson. Now, this one didn't have, it had Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes was kind of almost like that right next to him guy on this list. Mm-hmm. I actually kept track and got some numbers this week. So my next list, yeah, go a little out of order, but uh, our boy Scott from Voluntown. He's got Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns, Roberto Duran, Mike Tyson. 
And now we'll go to all these boxings listed. Producer Joe was nice enough to get for me this weekend. A lot of a lot of Ray Leonard, Hagler, Hearns, Tyson. Look, we'll just read off a couple first, and we'll talk about some of these guys. Angelo Batista. He's got Mike Tyson, Sweet Pea, which is Pinnell Whitaker, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Roberto Duran. And then I got Mark Joyce. Never mind this guy. <laughs> he asked why there's so much hate. He said, Where, where's Muhammad? If he's talking about Ali, I'm thinking it's because Ali only, I think, fought to about maybe 81. So, yeah. so let me read another person's list here. Daniel Phillips. He's got JCC. I'm going to say that's Julio Cesar Chavez. Sweet Pea. Sugar Ray. B-Hop. I'm going to assume that's Bernard Hopkins. Oh, B-Hop. Okay. <laughs> and Butterbean. That's a list right there. All right. Yeah, it's a list. I like that one. <laughs> Butterbean made a list there. In preparation of this, I was looking at some stuff that Sugar Ray Leonard had done. And he was one of the four kings. And I think a little bit more than more successful ones. This is some of his professional accomplishments. NABF welterweight championship. WCB welterweight championship victory over Wilfred Benitez. 15 rounds. TKO. So he TKO'd him at round 15. And we got another championship welterweight over Roberto Duran. That was the no mas, right? Right. And then we got a WBA junior middleweight championship, a name I'm not familiar with, Ayub Kalu. We got another welterweight championship over Tommy Hitman Hearns. The super, or sorry, a middleweight championship over Marvis and Marvin Hagler. That was like fight of the year and upset of the year by like, you know, Ring Magazine, a lot of mm-hmm. magazine publications. Then he went on in 1989 and became the super middleweight champion over Donnie Lalonde. And that was also for the light heavyweight championship. So, welterweight super middleweight middleweight light heavyweight i mean <laughs> i think he won titles in five divisions yeah yeah so i mean I boxing mean, it, the divisions are like every three pounds so for all those for all, for all of our listeners that are you know mostly in mma you know it's not quite as impressive as going from you know featherweight to light heavyweight but yeah still it's something else it I is mean, a big deal yeah, his amateur credentials too. He looks like he, yeah, he was a gold medalist in the 1976 Olympics as well. Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the best in the world. There's no doubt. That's why he's one of the four kings. So continuing on with this list here, we got Martino Valao. He's got Mike Tyson, Marvin Hagler, Tommy Hearns, Salvador Sanchez, and Matthew Saad Muhammad. I don't know Salvador Sanchez off the top of my head. No, I mean, did you get to watch any of these guys fight? Yeah, I watched a few fights when I was doing the research. Yeah, mm. I mean, I was born in '89, so I right. didn't watch any of these fights when they happened. But I've wa- rewatched them. Yeah, because we were talking last week. I could tell you saw Gotti Ward, and like that seemed like kind of where you were watching boxing at that point. Fair. Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. We got Robert McDevitt. He's got Hopkins, Leonard Hearns, Duran Hagler, Marco Montez. He's got the Four Kings and Tyson. Ian Brown's got Larry Holmes, Hagler, Hearns, Duran, Ray Leonard. We got another list here. Ronnie Ruggiero, Tyson, Ray Leonard, Hearns, Duran, Hagler. It's just a common theme with these lists. And I got in the comments here my boy Randy saying, let's go, Chevy and Dave, you guys are the best, and also say he gave us an interesting list. You did, Randy, and I read it at the top of the show, so if you missed it, I'm sorry, pal, but yeah. we sorry, started Randy. off with you. 
Yeah, number one fan, number one list. <laughs> Catch the replay, son. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm realizing I wrote down how many people wrote us these lists, so it's getting a little redundant. I don't want to, like... It's a lot of four kings. Yeah, I don't want to skip a lot of these people, but I also feel like it's just repetitive for me to keep reading over and over again. So some people might not get credit this week. So sorry, guys. We'll figure out a format. Thank you, Randy. I uh, hope I feel better, too. We're going to get through it. Chevy, why don't you read me your list? All right. So coming in at number five, I was glad to hear somebody else also had this gentleman, Sweet Pea, Pernell Whitaker. So I had him. He was the 1989 Boxer of the Year by Ring Magazine. His style was, he had this very defensive style, but unlike Floyd Mayweather, he was going forward and he was just super slick with his head movement and his footwork. You know, he didn't shell up like Floyd, but I would say after Floyd, he's maybe the greatest defensive boxer that I can think of. All my boxers that I picked are in the Hall of Fame. So nice. He was number five for me. They talked a lot about this guy last week too, but Marvin Hagler. So, you know, his fight style is power and pressure and durability. I I think he only got knocked down once in his entire career, which is amazing for, you know, the way that he fought. Number three, I had Julio Cesar Chavez. His record was 107. Yeah, three and two with with 86 knockouts. So hold on, I, I wrote this down somewhere. He won 89 fights before his first loss, and his first draw was against Pernell Whitaker after 87 wins in a row. He's a Mexican boxing legend. He's like a god in Mexico, as he should be. He's he's amazing. Wish we could say the same about his son, who got knocked out by Anderson Silva last year. So <laughs> then number two, I picked Mike Tyson in the 80s. So we're talking about about the 80s so mike tyson was 37 and 0 with 33 knockouts in the 80s so this was his you know prime you know before he started getting real crazy and doing a bunch of blow and whatever (laughs) else he was doing outside the ring yeah biting people so obviously his cultural icon and everything but in the 80s he he was a boxing you know phenomenon Number one would be Sugar Ray Leonard for me. Yeah. Just his style. Yeah, he had that like slick, smooth, like elusive style with lots of like very precise punching. You know, had a lot of exciting fights. He was one of the four kings. I don't know what else we could say about him. Uh, we we already talked a bunch at the top, but that was my list. Yeah, and to answer Sean's question in the uh, comments or his statement, Shamrock, about most of these guys being before after the 80s, I think there were a few people They were after the ladies on some of these lists. For the most part, Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, Duran, most of their majority fights happened in the 80s. Leonard and Hagler fought like in 87, and that was after Nomas too. Yeah, it's interesting. I grew up watching Sugar Ray Leonard. That was like my introduction into boxing. My dad was already a boxing fan. He loved like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. And some of the letter, and one of the guys he mentioned was Sugar Ray Leonard. Well, Ali's winding down mm-hmm. in the 80s at this point. And I start watching Ray Leonard. Leonard's not winding down, though. Like he's picking up steam. He's winning all these crazy fights. And then I remember hearing as a kid, he had an eye injury and he took time off. And I thought, oh, you know, he kind of disappeared. And then he had this big fight with Marvin Hagler come up. And like, I just remember being so excited. And it was probably the first time as a young person getting that big fight feel like just getting super excited about this potential fight. And then I remember everybody saying what an underdog he was against Marvin. So I was just super excited. He won this fight. 
And I thought that was so cool. Now, going back and watching the fight years later, I can see why Hagler was pissed and thought he won the fight. That being said, it was a great fight, real back and forth, but I thought Hagler had done enough to win the fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like there's uh, Sean Shamrock in the comments here. I just feel like so much longer ago, I was born in 81 and didn't see boxing into the early 90s. I think that's a, a fair thing. And I think that's like what Chevy's talking about. Chevy's born in 89, so he's not seeing that. You're younger. I was born 76. So I have like these early memories of some of these guys. And, but even me, like, I don't remember no Moss. You know, I kind right. of remember hearing about that. I remember Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagrid. I remember Marvin Hagrid and Tommy Hearns. So Ray Leonard's on my list. You got to have the four kings. Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagra, Roberto Duran, all make that list. And Mike Tyson has got to be there too. Larry Holmes, he was probably on his way to being that top 80s heavyweight boxer until a guy named Mike Tyson showed up. Mm -hmm. And then forget it. Then we had Tyson's punch out and shit just wasn't going to be the same. Now, Tyson was also big in the early 90s, mid 90s too. So it was kind of like... To me, he kind of owned both decades. But when I was coming up with this list, based on all the people we got, I had basically the top three vote getters. I had 22 for Mike Tyson, 23 for Ray Leonard, and 25 for Marvin Hagler, actually. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, arguably, Marvin, well, not arguably, Marvin beat Duran, and he beat Tommy Hearns, and he arguably beat Ray Leonard. So I right. kind of see yeah. the point. Um, that makes sense. But, uh, I mean, that's going to be our top three voters. We'll discuss this a little bit. I think, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Was Tyson more the fighter of the 80s or the 90s? I think his popularity was much larger in the 90s, but his record in the 80s, you know, just being undefeated. I mean, he, I think he started in 85. So it's the beginning of his career. I'm sure he's fighting some cans, but also right. he's just a monster. So it's tough. I feel like Tyson's going to get the fighter of the 90s, possibly when we do this. Yeah. So I like. You know, I, I respected people who voted Hagra here, and I understand that. But to me, I don't know. I think Ray Leonard was the guy. I mean, ultimately, he did get his hand raised. You know, maybe I don't know if Hagra didn't go off and retire, and I'm not, I understand why he probably did, but if he had it, maybe it'd be a different story. But in my eyes, Ray Leonard's kind of the man. Those I'm right there with you. Like, as soon as we talked about this, you know, this 80s topic, my first thought was – with Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that he was on so many lists. I could see, like you said, people wanting to go with Hagler because, you know, he arguably won that fight. But I think overall in the 80s, you just have to go with Sugar Ray. I'm going to go with Ray. I'm going to give Tyson the silver just because he was such a cultural icon. We'll give Hagler the bronze. But runner-up, Tommy Hearns, and then probably, actually probably Larry Holmes got a little more votes than Roberto Duran. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's a great topic. This was really just a rich history in boxing. And I think it's one of those eras you could go back and just watch and you're going to see some good fights. Yeah, this was the next era after that, you know, the golden era, the heavyweight golden era of boxing, you know. And then we get another era coming in the 90s, which, you know, we'll talk about at the end of the month. But right. Now, big UFC fight this weekend, main event. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What's going on? We got Giga Chikese is fighting Calvin Cater. So Chikese, he has like kickboxing championships. I don't remember how many fights he has in the UFC, but it's maybe five or so. He's very dangerous on the feet. No one's really been able to take him down or hold him down. So we're not sure what his ground game looks like. 
but he's really good with his feet. And I think that personally, that I think is going to give him the edge over Cater. Cater is so boxing heavy with his attack. I, I see him getting leg kicked a lot, which hurts his footwork and then possibly finished via head kick. Some, you know, spinning wheel kick or hook kick or something, something flashy. I don't feel like Cater's going to be the kind of guy that takes him to the ground either. No, I, I yeah, I've I don't even know if I've ever seen him attempt to take down. No, but a... he, he is all heart too. So he, I mean, after watching him take that beating from Max, hopefully he doesn't take another one like that. But yeah. I could possibly see it going the distance just because he's so tough. Also, yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, Cater hasn't fought since that fight, right? No, I don't believe so. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, took he took off about a year. Yeah. Man, yeah. He needed it, yeah. Yeah, I remember Dana was super, I want this kid going to the hospital, mm-hmm. and I don't want us taking any chances. Yeah, one of the few times you see Dana, like, super concerned like that. Right, well, it's not good for business if a fighter dies after a fight. So No, it's not. I'm sure it's not any genuine, uh, you know, concern. But And Randy, I was asking this, that's why the Rocky movie is so popular. I think he's referring to what we're talking about, the fights in the 80s. I would say not only that. The Rock, first Rocky movie came out in like 76, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of that also was based on, you know, like guys like Muhammad Ali and, you know, Rocky Marciano. There's just a rich history in boxing. You got to remember it. Not until like what, the mid 90s, we had our first like UFC card. I think UFC one was like 96 or something like that, right? Or I think it was 92, maybe. 92. I think it was a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. Okay. Man, maybe, no, maybe you're right. I can't remember now. I can't either. Top of my head. But so it was a long time ago. It was my point was boxing. Boxing's been around since God, the beginning of the 1900s. Maybe I don't know. It's like, yeah. you know, like boxing is such a rich, rich history. And mm-hmm. that's why you find movies like Rocky were so successful because people were just drawn to, you know, guys like Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali really turned the sport on its ass, too. I mean, he was the guy, I think, that really put a tremendous amount of focus on the sport of boxing. Right. His showmanship, you know, helped build fights, which then helped get people to watch them. And then his fighting style kept people watching. Which guys like Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, so many people have copied since. And Ali, little known fact, got that from, I believe it was Gorgeous George in professional wrestling. He saw Mm -hmm. professional wrestling. It all comes back to it, baby. It all comes back to the entertainment. You got to know how to sell. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you this week. I don't, because Cater's not really a wrestler. I don't think he's going to be able to get it done. I'll say it goes the distance, though, just because he's such a badass. And I hope he doesn't take too much punishment in the process. Other than that, I think uh, this week I do want to get your comments on. It was just made official before we uh, started recording this. The Korean zombie will be taking on Volkanovsky now. I like him, and stranger things have happened, but I think... I don't know. I don't think he gets it done here. I don't, I'm not sure. So I think last week I said he was coming off a loss, which is inaccurate. He fought Dan Ige, I think, in, oh, was it November? It was, it was near the end of the year. But he was saying, I, I read today, that he had a shoulder injury where he tore all sorts of stuff in his shoulder. And the nature of like those types of injuries, I'm not sure how he's going to be able to fight you know, I, I would imagine you're out for almost a year with with injuries or tearing all the tendons and ligaments in your shoulder. So I, I don't think that's going to help him at all. He's tough. I don't see him getting knocked out by Volkanovsky, but I think Volkanovsky just has more ways to win. You know, we, we talked about Cejudo 
last week and how he just has that winning mentality. Well, I think Volkanovsky has some of that as well. And I think he'll just do whatever he has to do to win it, whether it's wrestling or whether it's heavy leg kicks or just trying to knock out the zombie because, you know, the zombie's going to walk into punches. So we'll okay. see. So Randy Mesa, and it's actually funny. This is a good segue because uh, as we were recording, guy wants to be on the boxing, but hasn't really worked out yet who's not as big an MMA fan, but loves the boxing, our own AJ Strangeview just messaged me, Covington Masvidal, USC 272. March. Yep, March 5th. Randy's talking about in the comments. So, all right, screw it. Let's bring this up because people are already buzzing about this one. I like Kobe. I think Masvidal, you can never underestimate. He might hit you with a flying knee. He's got amazing striking. But I think Kobe's just a, such a constant machine, and he's got a good chin. He's durable. I don't know. I got Kobe. I'll say it goes the distance, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kobe TKOs him late, late. I don't see him TKOing Mons for all. I, I meant, because I, I know, you, but I do want to clarify that. Maybe, you know, he's got him down and he's hitting him. And you know, and they stop it. Yeah. Right. Not, he's not in, in danger of being knocked out, but no. he's just taking punishment. So yeah. they stop it. I got you. Yeah. I'm thinking that, you know, this fight's going to be very similar to the Usman Masvidal, the first fight, where Colby's just going to pressure him so much to smother him so that he won't, so that Masvidal won't be able to get his offense off. So I think we're going to see a lot of clinching on the cage, a lot of takedowns, and then Masvidal tries to get up. But, you know, Colby's not advancing position because he doesn't want to engage at that distance. I think it's going to be a boring fight. I think the buildup's going to be much better than the actual fight will be. I am excited for it. I'm not even sure who I want to win that fight. I'm not a giant Colby fan, right. but I'm not sure. I I, I, I kind of like both guys. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Colby so, really earned my respect in that last fight with Usman. Like, right. It, it's obviously all an act or whatever. You know, the same way that you appreciate heels in pro wrestling. That's exactly what he's doing. Is it kind of shitty and annoying? Yeah. It's it's not super funny or original or anything, but he's trying to do something and it's working. I can't fault the guy for trying to get paid. So it is interesting that they used to be like training partners. So, I mean, this was, a you know, at least a year ago that they haven't been at this point. So we'll see what each fighter has learned in that time and see if they can do anything different, surprise their opponent. But I'm excited for the fight. Yeah, absolutely. This should be good. I think you're right. There's going to be a great trash talk to lead up to it. At the end of the day, though, I bet you they both still respect each other. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're probably, you know, friendly behind closed right. doors. DM and like, you believe we got these bitches? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get All that right, money. Guys. Yeah. My voice is giving out on me, unfortunately. So, Chevy, why don't you hit them what we got coming up one more time and we'll get out of here. All right, so on the 22nd, we're going to be previewing UFC 270 and Gano versus Gone. Maybe Francis's last fight before he tramps off into boxing to fight Tyson Fury. Hopefully, that'd be great. <laughs> then at the end of the month, on the 29th, we're going to be doing top boxers of the 90s. So everyone start thinking about your list for the 90s. And then February 5th, we're going to be doing UFC Fight Night, Hermanson versus Strickland. That should be a good one. So good fights coming up. We'll talk about boxing in the 90s somewhere in there as well. And guys, as always, thanks for tuning into the Combat Cast.
See ya. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 